Good afternoon and welcome to Around Town Podcast. We're very excited. Our guest today, Mark Wesley from Amrock, which I think a lot of people in Columbia are going to be very surprised because most people don't know they're here. And uh, Mark, I appreciate you uh, coming in today. And, you know, you, you've been here working with the company since 2018, right? That's right. Yep. And so we're excited that you're here, but I think everybody's going to be really curious. I'd love for you to kind of walk through the history of this company. Uh, it's a growing asset here that's tucked away um, downtown, and we really want people to know about it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the company was uh, founded here in Columbia, South Carolina, by a gentleman named Bill Mullis, uh, entrepreneur from Columbia. And uh, it was started as a guard dog company, and uh, Bill would rent uh, guard dogs like Rottweilers and, uh, you know, fierce dogs out uh, to businesses that wanted their business protected from from criminals. And when that kind of went out of fashion and, you know, you couldn't provide guard dogs anymore, he sub he replaced all the guard dogs with electric fences and named the, the company Electric Guard Dog and provided uh, electric fencing to his customers instead of the dogs and charged clients a, a monthly fee for that fencing that he provided to them. Uh, he, he eventually sold to a, to a family office called Ulysses. Ulysses uh, later sold the company in 2016 to a private equity firm named Snow Phipps out of New York. Uh, a gentleman named Jack DeMeo was the CEO for 10 years, worked for Ulysses and Snow Phipps and built the company up to a nationwide company, a good-sized company. And then in 2018, uh, June of 18, Snow Phipps brought uh, me in, uh, you know, with the mission of taking a really good company and trying to grow it exponentially and uh, taking a really good company and making it a, a great company. And so we've kind of been on a, on a mission to do that over the last four years and have achieved, you know, really, really rapid growth uh, across across the U.S. And, uh, yeah, I think we're kind of a well-known secret <laughs> here in Columbia. It's a uh, fast-growing uh, very successful, very, very valuable company. Well, it's funny is because um, you came to my office uh, a little after I got elected and we started talking about it. I had no idea how many employees you had that y'all were in three floors in a building. Mm -hmm. But now I've started to notice you, the name pop up at the football game Saturday yeah. night. I saw it up there on the <laughs> screen. Right. I was like, there's Mark's That's right. company. And I was explaining to somebody about the company and they're like, I had no idea. So yes. it's a great story, but I think when people think about electric fence, you know, I, I grew up in the 60s and 70s, so I still think about the electric fence of being at a farm right. and, you know, being that kid, all right, you touch it, no, you touch it, you know, going yeah. on. But the technology started that way when they switched from, from having the dogs and construction sites and, and industrial sites to that type of fencing. Talk a little bit about the transition in technology as it is today. Yes, yeah. The, the technology is really continuing to evolve. Uh, and it was originally for agricultural purposes uh, and started being used in other places around the world for security purposes. And then Bill used it uh, here for security purposes uh, also. So it's definitely more sophisticated, obviously, than an agricultural fence. Uh, you know, our fence has 7,000 volts pulsing through it. Uh, so if you touch it, it's memorable. Very memorable. Uh, it's very safe, safe, but uh, safe but memorable. We like to say. 
but we can break the fence into zones now uh, so that if a criminal tries to, to, to defeat the fence, an alarm will go off. We know exactly where on the fence that criminal is. Uh, we can tie cameras into the fence now. So uh, not only can we know where uh, an alarm's coming from, we can actually have a camera point at that area and see if is that a real threat or is that a false alarm. Those cameras can be monitored. Uh, so the, the technology has advanced uh, quite a bit where it's really a smart perimeter fence. Uh, that our customers uh, that our customers can utilize. It's extremely effective at keeping criminals off of their property. As technologies, you know, change, and you talked about at the camera. Now, are you all doing one stop, or do you partner with different folks to provide the camera piece? How, how does that work? Are you able to just do the whole smart grid mm -hmm. uh, protection, monitoring everything in-house these days? Yeah, we, we, uh, we're really... Uh, an integrator of different technologies, like even our fence, we don't make any of the components of our fence. Uh, we buy them and put them together and, and make the solution. Uh, and uh, in our cameras, we don't make any cameras. We use somebody else's cameras. Uh, we don't monitor our cameras. We have a third party out of Statesville, North Carolina, actually, that does that for us. So we're really uh, more of an integrator than a manufacturer uh, of anything. We, we assemble uh, and we integrate and we provide that solution to our customers as a service for a monthly fee. Because somebody told me once before, they called their integrator and they said, well, we're, we, what we really have is a, a patented process. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, I guess that's the right way to do it because you put, it, you put together the mousetrap. Mm -hmm. You're using different components and different right. You We talked a little bit about the change, you know, over the 30 years and the growth. And, you know, even at the guard dog stage, he grew from uh, uh, Columbia to Midlands to state to bordering states going on. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about the projection of growth. What, what, how does that keep going? How do you keep competitive against, you know, every kind of technology that's out there today? Why, why is there so much growth within your, especially your industry on the electric fence side? Yeah, I mean, we really, uh, even though we've grown really rapidly, we we really feel like we're just getting started. Uh, we've done multiple studies that look at how many sites there are across the U.S. that could use our, our solution, and, you know, it's in the hundreds of thousands, and we're, we're only in about 6,000 sites today. So we have wow. tremendous ramp uh, in front of us, we feel like, um, and, you know, really no end in sight. Uh, we're fortunate we don't have a, a lot of competition right now, Maybe someday we will. Uh, you know, I give Bill Mullis a lot of credit. He spent about 10 years because uh, in our business model, our customers don't invest up front. We, we put the fence in for them and make that capital investment, and they pay us back over time. And, uh, you know, so for the first 10 years of this, customer, this company's existence, you know, it was blood, sweat, and tears watching every penny because uh, cash flow was extremely tight. So it would take somebody – they would have to be very dedicated for a very long period of time to get to scale to where you could make money. And now we're, we're at scale and, uh, you know, we're able to, to fortunately do that. But, uh, I think it would be really hard for somebody to replicate it. But, uh, uh, I think our main way to answer your question about how we compete against other solutions. Um, I mean, our biggest differentiator is the effectiveness of our solution. Our, our customers will tell you if you talk to them that they, they had a problem, they had some th they had some crime, 
or the threat of a problem. They knew their neighbors had crime or that the area was experiencing crime. They put in our solution, our fence, and the problem went away. Uh, they tell you that over, and that's what I hear over and over again from our customers is how well our solution works. And it's a, it's a physical deterrent that stops criminals from getting onto property, whereas if all you're using is cameras, for example, hopefully, you know, your camera picks up a criminal. Hopefully, um, you know, that gets to somebody who can then call law enforcement to come out. Hopefully, law enforcement makes it there in time is pretty tough in this day and age and what we say is instead of bothering with all that put our solution in place and it just stops anybody from ever getting on your property so it's a deterrent more than a detection device two things you said uh, i'd follow up on mm-hmm. one one is when you talked about the customer the customer testimony mm-hmm. since a lot of people really haven't heard about the company is a lot of it word to word of mouth that businesses say hey we've been using this and this is the results we got and the service we've got and this is how how we've handled it because i know uh, shrinkage and theft and other is is always on the forefront when it comes especially to folks who have valuable equipment mm-hmm. in warehouses and you know i mean let's face it you, you the human factor you don't have enough guards to guard everything there's it's not possible as you know and police as we know brings us to the will bring us to the second question i will ask you which is have you seen an influx of inquiries since 2020 when we've seen a downturn in people who want to further career in law enforcement a lot of retirements and and quite frankly very hard to recruit today Mm -hmm. Um, what was the first 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 one was about do you feel like a lot of the growth that you're getting is coming from word of mouth people who are just you know have tried everything Mm -hmm. and then are going back to you know really something that's been around for a long long time I, I, i mean word of mouth definitely has helped our growth i mean one of the beautiful things of this business we're learning is the more fences we have out there and the more customers the it's like a snowball then all of a sudden the neighbor sees a fence and they've never seen that before used in that for, for that purpose. And they go, what is that? Where'd you get that? Tell us about that. So we do get a lot of warm incoming leads from businesses that just happen to see their neighbor or somebody close by with, with our solution in place. And we've definitely seen that. We see that in cities that we go in where we don't have a lot of fences and we start selling more and people start seeing them and the snowball happens and we start uh, generating a lot of business. So we definitely get a lot of our business from that. I will say we have, uh, it's an interesting solution to sell because most people have never heard of it. They don't know that it exists for these purposes. Uh, They don't really know how effective it is and they're not really aware of how safe it is they're worried about the safety of it when they first hear about it so it does require a you know a conversation or conversations which is why we have a very large outside sales force deployed across the U.S. and we have a very large inside sales force here in Columbia uh, because we do have to talk to our customers we it's not a it's not the kind of business you can just advertise on a billboard or on a commercial or on radio and people go, oh, okay, I think I'll buy that. You, there is some education that you have to do. And so that, that's why we are adding so rapidly to our sales and in our marketing team right, right now as we, as we speak. So if you're looking for a job in marketing and sales, please call Mark Wesley. <laughs> definitely. We, we're definitely looking right now. That, that There is truth to that. So. 
And then I guess the follow-up was the, the uptick. Do you mm-hmm. did, Have y'all just seen inquiries and more sales over the last th- two to three years yes. than you have in the past? Yes, we have. Uh, I do think part of that is our Salesforce additions and investments we've made, but we've definitely benefited from, I would say, from some negative things that have happened in our society. Uh, political unrest uh, creates anxiety. Uh, any you know increased anxiety in people causes them to want safety and security. So if whether it's a pandemic that we've been through or political unrest or some cities making a decision to shrink law enforcement, I think all of that uh, kind of anxiety driven kind of stuff has helped us. There, there's no doubt about it. And if you're a business owner, you're thinking, hmm, maybe I ought to put this in that is going to stop anybody from ever getting on my property. That sounds like a pretty good idea. idea. <laughs> Today's age, and I, I get it, especially with supply chain issues on top. So everything's so much more valuable than it was three years ago, That's let alone two too. years ago. Yeah. Um, had this conversation with uh, a business owner the other day that unfortunately had a theft, and he said, you know, it took us forever just to get these parts yes. in, and now we don't have them. And That's some right. of that stems from people who've created the black market for stuff. So – there's this incentive for people to go steal and people paying 50% and cutting time. Um, it's kind of interesting to um, see how that's playing into it. Mm-hmm. I, I want to jump over to a little bit about about you and yeah. then back into the business and talk uh, more about what's going on here and, and y'all's future plans. But did you ever think you were going to be in the security business? Uh, no, I never. I know you're a Navy guy. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, I was a Naval Academy grad, and I was an officer in the Marine Corps for five years, but never worked in the security business. Uh, I was a logistics officer in the Marine Corps, worked for Coca-Cola, uh, worked for a company called Recall for 14 years, which is a document management business. Uh, you know, we had to secure our our customers' documents in, in safe warehouses, uh, but never really directly in the in the security business. So no, I didn't uh, didn't ever in- anticipate that. But I, I'm glad I did. <laughs> so I'm glad I did get involved. When you were recruited for this job, what what was your first thought when you you, you sat in here and said, "All right, <laughs> what am I doing here? Or, or what's this company really about? Is this something that can really grow?" I'm curious what your reaction was when you you first went to to do your interview and, and sit down and say, hey, this th- this thing's got legs. Yeah. Uh, my first discussion was with the chairman of the company, uh, and he took me to dinner, and we know knew each other from our uh, – we competed against each other. He was at Iron Mountain, and I was at Recall uh, for, for years. Uh, and then he retired and was chairman of, of uh, Electric Guard Dog at the time. And he, he told me about this ama- this gem that was sitting in Columbia – uh, and this incredible business model and incredible culture and opportunity to grow something large uh, and special. And uh, so I came to, to, to visit uh, Columbia. I was living in Atlanta at the time and met, uh, met the chairman again, met the CEO, Jack DeMeo, who was uh, going to be retiring, and uh, went to dinner with a couple of members of the team, the head of sales and the CFO, and uh, I was just blown away. I was blown away with the uh, culture of the company, uh, the opportunity that was ahead of us, uh, the, the office at the corner of Assembly and Blossom, and it's a very kind of upscale contemporary office that, that we occupy. There was a very energetic uh, group of team members there uh, that seemed to really uh, 
be fired up about what they were doing, very passionate, and uh, it just seemed like a perf- perfect place for me. You mentioned culture a couple mm-hmm. times. Talk a little bit about the company culture because I know that is a big play in today, especially in recruitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, play sometimes a little bit more uh, on people's hit list than money sometimes. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about the, the company culture and what attracted you to it. Yeah, um, I would say overall we have a, a, a very uh, highly engaged group of team members that are very passionate about what they do. Uh, we take really good care of them. We try really hard to listen to them and to their needs and to, to create a great place for them to work. And then we try to balance that with also having a high-performance kind of culture. So we, we'll take care of you, and we want the business to perform at a very high level. We like to have that kind of balance. Uh, and we, we, also, we also have fun. We, we genuinely like working with each other. <laughs> we genuinely like to do things even outside of work. And, uh, uh, you know, I just had a chance last week to take our best salespeople down to Charleston and have an awards trip, for example, uh, we had a great time. We had a national meeting. We brought in all of our team members, uh, which are 300 now, from around the nation, 150 of those here, 150 from around the nation to Columbia uh, back in April and had a wonderful you know, few days uh, utilizing the, uh, the, the uh, Alumni Center, USC Alumni Center, and some of the other facilities around town to, to host. Uh, we had a casino night and had a band come in. Uh, we had uh, the Blowfish. You couldn't get Hootie himself, but we had the Blowfish and uh, had some other uh, musicians, Edward McCain, and uh, some other musicians play for us and just had a blast. But anyway, we have fun together. Uh, and so uh, we try, you know, we all got to work, most of us. And, you know, we're, we're working at least 40 hours a week, most of us. And I say we might as well enjoy it. You know, Absolutely. let's work hard. Let's create a great company and let's kind of have fun and enjoy doing it. So well, you, you, you get to throw out the first pitch tonight <laughs> at, right. at, at the Fireflies game, so I'm assume, assuming that most of those 150 employees are locally are coming to the game as well. They are. A lot of them are, and they're bringing their families too, so I feel a little pressure. Uh, Just a little bit. <laughs> to throw a strike, and I pitched in college, so there's even more pressure on me. They're uh, expecting a strike. You shouldn't have said that now. <laughs> now everybody's going to want to see the replay of that. Yeah. <laughs> You mentioned y'all are close to 300. You mm-hmm. got 150 here. Yep. You've talked a lot about that you continue to expand. I mean, you're you're you're, you're building your footprint. Mm-hmm. What do you, where do you think y'all are headed? Mm-hmm. And and you know, you think y'all will stay and keep Columbia as your home base? I I think uh, where we're headed is in the next five years, probably a thousand employees, 500 uh, most likely here. Uh, you know that would be my that 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 that's that you know our my plan is for our headquarters to be in Columbia. I mean we we've had a great experience here. We get great talent here. Uh, as we grow to 500, are we going to have to maybe have a satellite office somewhere else, possibly, or grow to a thousand, possibly? I mean that's always something I would think about. I think we'll always be headquartered here though, and uh, you know we've we've had a great experience here, like I said, and get great talent, have a great team here. So I can't. I can't imagine that changing. That's definitely not not something that's in the plans. But I, we're going to have to probably move offices and expand at some. Well, point. we can help you find <laughs> a good spot, you know, so you can put that name up prominently downtown. That'd be great. Uh, I know that you're 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 running pretty tight over there at the IBM building. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you know hopefully we can help help find you a great home downtown somewhere where you can prominently display but also on the recruitment side mm-hmm. i mean in, in a community like columbia where we have six colleges and universities we got close to number somewhere between 62 and 65,000 students here mm-hmm. we got a military base which Right now, we're getting more and more military families moving here to retire from the military and find a second yeah. career. Do you see that as an asset? Oh, yeah. Uh, a perfect segue for a lot of folks is, you know, and I and I, I don't know if you've met the general yet. Um, I've not. Uh, we definitely need to get you connected. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that General Michaelis is leaving because we just created a great relationship. But um, – Brigadier General uh, Jason uh, Kelly, who is in there now, super guy, very committed. But, you know, it's interesting talking to him. He wants to create more segues, more open where, you know, we're making sure as as families come in that we're introducing them to businesses here and making sure that they have opportunities. But the growth that they're expecting – of retirees, South Carolina, you know, went to no taxing on military retirement. Oh, okay. So it's it's really started to to change, sw- swing that pendulum even mm-hmm. more, uh, which means the base is gonna facilities are gonna grow, get improved because they're gonna have so many more uh, retirees taking part of that. But when you look around at at, at all of this, how how are y'all? Um, you're in the center of the university. Are you able to capture a lot using the business school mm-hmm. and the other, the other schools right there at your footstep to to build up your workforce? Yes, yeah, we definitely uh, hire a, a lot of graduates, USC graduates. We got, got a lot of Gamecocks in the office. Obviously, uh, we do have interns uh, directly from the school. Uh, probably about ten of them right now that that work for us. Uh, we just brought one of our interns on full time. Uh, when she graduated, and we have plans to further strengthen our relationship with the school because it is an excellent source of uh, talent. Uh, we haven't historically hired people directly out of school, but we have plans to do so. We would definitely like to do that uh, a lot more moving forward, expand our internship program, and hire directly out of uh, out of the, the out of the university, not just the the business school, but uh, and uh, and. Uh, the military, we, we hire a lot of uh, ex-military uh, into our company. Uh, we just had Military Appreciation Month in May for everyone that has served in, in the military. Uh, we have some retirees uh, that have retired, and, and now they, they work for us uh, at Amarok. So uh, it's been a great source of talent, so I'm excited to hear, hear about that also. I didn't, I didn't know about that. So. Yeah, no, it's, I think it'll be good for you and a lot of companies here. As we continue, as y'all are growing and you're building up, are y'all looking to expand your portfolio into different avenues besides just the electric? Or are you going to stay with the basics? Kind of, I call it the Chick Fil A model. Why? Why am I going to sell a hamburger when I can sell a chicken sandwich ten times over? Yeah, um, I would say if you look at our, our vision, kind of vision for the future, it's to be the ultimate perimeter security company in North America. So. Uh, I think we'll stay focused on perimeter security, which means like we're out on the perimeter of a property, keeping uh, you know criminals from ever getting on a property. Uh, so uh, we can do that with electric fencing. We can do that with cameras. We can do that with lighting. 
some of our customers now are ax- asking us to help them control who gets on and off the property, access control, uh, which fits well. It's very j- adjacent to what we're doing, so I like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, for the time being, we have so much runway with our core business. Uh, we're we're going to stay focused. Our niche is really perimeter security. Perimeter so, security, yeah. which is great. <coughs> As you're, you're, you've been in and out of Columbia now. I know you travel a lot mm-hmm. too you know, here, but getting rooted here, what do you see some of the opportunities in our community, uh, not only for your business to grow and for it to be more integrated, but in a general sense, what's your feel about Columbia as, as a city? Uh, I, th- I think it's a wonderful city. My wife and I have really enjoyed uh, living here. We live on University Hill. Uh, we love we love all the restaurants. We've tried a lot of different restaurants, and uh, really like the uh, restaurant uh, community that's here and the food that's here. It's it's outstanding, uh, and uh, so uh, enjoy Soda City, uh, Main Street. Uh, so uh, Columbia ha- has a lot to offer. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it's a great pl- a great place to live. Great place for us to be headquartered. Uh, look forward to being here for for many many years. If if there was something the city could do to help as part of your your future growth pattern to get you to that five hundred locally or let's shoot for the moon a thousand locally, mm-hmm. what could we do to help you or or is there a business that we could recruit that complements you? Are there introductions we can make? Is there what would be the best way for us as a city to help y'all grow and and get to your potential? That's a great question. Um, I mean, right now in the short term, just uh, we we need we need office space and a good a good presence and uh, good good uh, building and for for our team members uh, and to facilitate that kind of growth we're talking about in the future, uh, you know, good parking uh, amenities in the building and safety, uh, you know, because uh, I think uh, all of our team members want uh, we prefer to stay downtown, uh, but but we also want want to feel safe I'm talking to my team members so anything we can do to ensure the safety of our uh, team members I think is, is really important also um, in terms of like other businesses not, not not that I can think of uh, offhand uh, but you know uh, like alarm monitoring business for example we have a partner that's in Statesville if, if there was you know incentives to have those closer that kind of company closer by uh that might be something we'd we'd be interested in, or as we're starting to get more into technology, you know, uh, security technology companies uh, that we want to partner with and those kind of things. Are y'all finding yourself kind of transitioning a little bit to to look at cybersecurity and these other needs uh, besides just the perimeter and trying to encompass that, you know, as a, mm-hmm. a one-stop shop, I guess is a great way to put it in, in today's world, especially for for companies who are looking, people I think want to to work with one company more than having ten companies fit everything. Yeah. Kind of have somebody. Are you seeing that as an opportunity? Uh, we're seeing some opportunity and things like that. We do have some of our customers that say, "We love you out on the perimeter and everything you're doing there. Can you control who goes in and out of my building? Access control to the building. Can you provide building intrusion? You know, just basic kind of alarm service." And we're doing that for some of our customers today, both access control to the building, building intrusion for the building. Uh, haven't gone 
haven't heard a lot uh, of requests or discussions of my customers on cybersecurity yet. Uh, that usually resides within IT uh, in an organization. We're talking mainly to security people. Uh, so, uh, but it's not uh, too too much of a stretch. I, I when I go to conventions for our industry, there's you know, a huge amount of cybersecurity uh, companies that are that are there also along with us. So it's definitely a probably the you know probably the main area of security that people are focused on now, including us, is on cybersecurity. It's yeah. uh, it's become um, concern for more and more people, yeah. as we know, but, you know, also the physical, um, and I think that's what's so unique about what y'all, what y'all are doing and, and how you're growing. Um, when y'all are bringing folks to Columbia, mm-hmm. um what what are kind of where are some of the places you take them? You know, I mean, it's not all business. Some of it's play. You know, getting to know them, and um, so what have you been able to share with you when y'all were here for four days in April? Right, that's four days. I think you said yeah, three days. Yeah, yeah. So you had you had, you had some of our great state musical talents in there: Jim, Mark, <laughs> Dean, and and Sony, and yeah. then uh, Edwin who. Um, he and I were in freshman class together, and <laughs> it's always a funny story because uh, the teacher who was teaching the class told us that we wouldn't amount to anything, and I think Edwin's done pretty good. He's done pretty well, yeah. <laughs> um, but a great guy, um, great state. But, you know, what are some of the other things that you've been able to share about Columbia with folks when you bring in your team? Just maybe tell us a little bit what else y'all did as, as part of your team building or part of that process. Yeah, uh, gosh, there's there's a lot of things. We, we've had our national meeting three times now, I believe, so we're trying to bounce around and do different things. We've we've had a lot, a lot of fun at places like the Grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, been there a few times. We brought our whole company there. We're probably too too big now to all, all fit in there. <laughs> but but a couple of years ago, we, we did all go there. Uh, great venue uh, and ha- had a great time. Uh you know, we always take customers or, or our owners when they come in town to all the different restaurants. Uh, you know, we, we, we uh, frequent halls. Uh, the, our owners that just bought, uh, bought us recently, our first dinner was at Halls in a private room there, so it's near and dear to my heart. Yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. Yeah, and, uh, and, you know, we'll go to Motor Supply, uh, Saludas, uh, Colas. Uh, just a variety of different restaurants, and everybody always enjoys the food that comes in from out of town. Going to the different restaurants, I can't, I'll be, I can't remember the venue we used for, uh, this last uh, at our national meeting when we had uh, uh, the blow, the blowfish, and some some other talent. Sister Hazel, we had the lead singer, by the way. But uh, Kenny, it was it was near it was near uh, the Bull the Bull Street District near okay. near the stadium. And it was uh, the Central Energy Building. It was the Central Energy That's Building. That's where I go to church on Sundays. It, it is. It, it devils at a church. <laughs> Does it really? Yeah, yeah. It's got a cool musical vibe, though. It, well, the way they decorated it, it was an incredible venue for us. We had a nice indoor area, nice outdoor, outdoor. area. Uh, the sound was great. And we, we, had a, we had a great time there. Well, um, we got to get your team here sometime in the summer so you can float. I'd love to take a picture down the Gervais Street Bridge of a three hundred employees <laughs> floating down the river. I think it'd be incredible. That sounds great. Have you done that I yet? I have not Since done that yet. Oh, Mark, you got. Uh, you still have time. It is not. It is one of the coolest things to do. Awesome. You, 
you and your wife ought to just do it one Sunday. You go up and you get Mike Mayo at Palmetto Outdoors. Okay. You hop on a bus over by the amphitheater in West Columbia. They drop you off above the zoo. It's a three-hour float. And awesome. literally, you go across Class Two rapids. There's Spanish moss hanging. The saluda and the broad come together, and you end up in the Congaree, and you feel the temperature change and everything. But it is so much fun, and you meet all these people. I mean, there's just families over here and individuals. I met people from Florida, Michigan, Ohio, Tennessee, and we're floating. We took 24 recruiters um, about a month ago. Uh, okay. On a Sunday, it was our day to host the recruiters in, in, in Columbia, and I'm like, we got to take them to the river. I mean, <laughs> that's w- great. W- w- there, there's nothing really going on on Sundays. They had the best time. We had, you know, picnic lunch and a few uh, adult beverages as we were floating down yeah. the river. But it was so much fun. That sounds great. Yeah. We'll have to do that. Uh, we have to put that on your bucket <laughs> list for, for, for hey, one of your we're meetings. We're planning our next national meeting right now, so I'll, I'll talk, to, talk to our VP of marketing. So the other question comes because on on Saturday night as I was at, at the stadium watching the, the new light show and watching mm-hmm. my uh, Gamecocks. Yes. Um. I looked up, and I saw Amarok yeah. on the board. So did you go to the game, or have you become a Gamecock yet? <laughs> I, did, I was not able to make the game. and uh, oh, Yeah, I cheer for the Gamecocks now. I will say that. I don't know if I'm a diehard Gamecock. Uh, I grew up a Georgia Tech fan. My dad went to Tech, and I went to Navy. So those are my two teams, uh, sadly. But you See, uh, <laughs> if you go to a game, yeah. and especially with the Beamer ball energy, yeah. you're going to get sucked in. Yeah. It's exciting. I've been to some games. They're, all it's, that blue and exciting. gold you're used to be wearing yeah, yeah, is going to be gone. That's right. It's going to be all <laughs> black and gone. I tell you, I've taken more people to a Carolina game, and they become diehard yeah. Carolina fans. It's something about the tailgate, the atmosphere, you know, sandstorm playing yeah. and, and the stadium swaying that really gets everybody yeah. pumping. I've, I've been to been to some games, and it's definitely definitely exciting. Definitely, we're we're definitely have a nice sponsorship uh, with the with the football team. And that's and relatively new, right? We had that last year for the first time, and we sponsored the defensive moments. Okay. Kind of fits in with the perimeter security a little bit. And uh, so, yeah, we we enjoy that sponsorship, and uh, we get some seats at, at the games and sponsor those moments. And, and there's some other parts of the, the sponsorship. Yeah. I can't remember can't remember all of them. But we have a nice sponsorship with uh, the Gamecocks and with the Fireflies uh, here also. You'll see our logo on top of the dugout at the – at the uh, at Sagar Park, and and we do a lot of events. Uh, take employees out there, and, uh, get a suite, and you know let departments go out and enjoy a night out That's there awesome. too. So yeah, great team bonding. Yeah. As you're as you're growing and you're making an investment here, what are some of the areas that your company traditionally or you see could possibly want to engage in from a philanthropy standpoint? Locally, you know, what what are some of kind of the things that y'all are looking to get involved in? And is there something that we can help y'all do in that? Because I know you're, I've seen more since you've taken the realm of, of your company being involved and people starting to know it. Your names are popping up more, people more engaged. So I'm just curious kind of where your thoughts are on that. Uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we have strong kind of community uh, community involvement initiative in the company, and uh, I was going to read off some of the things that we're involved in. Cool. With, 
family help, families helping families, mm-hmm. Harvest Hope, Toys for Tots, Alzheimer's Association, Children's Hospital and Shelter, um, Muscular Dystrophy Association, et cetera. But we are we are a very I would call it a philanthropic kind of company and group of team members that love to to provide community service. So uh, we are wide open to hearing where those needs are and how, how we can help and how our team members can help. Our, our, uh, our uh, director of human resources, Melody Moss, kind of leads all, all of that and uh, does a great job doing that. That's awesome. She's a former Gamecock cheerleader, by the there way. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and uh, so we're always looking for, for where we can really make an impact and uh, would love would love to learn where, where we can where we can help out. I think there's some really neat things that fit into to your line of work uh, that would be great. And also, just I'd love to connect you with some of these young folks that maybe could intern and yeah. maybe even apprenticeships to to learn a little bit how they can get out there, especially in the field. We've got some incredible, talented kids that are in great with their hands and yep. working in the field, but. They need some guidance, some mentoring. And so uh, there's some great things I'd love to get with Melanie to talk about. Sure. How we could enhance y'all's presence here and, and get more involved. You know, we're looking to do, hopefully, at some point, a big giant cleanup and trying to get every business in town to commit. Yeah. To, you know, let's beautify this community. Like let's it. clean it up. Let's be part of it. But as we keep trying to pick off the challenges, how do we work together? And, and we're seeing nationwide, and you probably mm-hmm. see it with all your traveling, more and more companies uh, getting involved at the municipal level for uh, philanthropy and investing and 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 helping. Um, I'm actually celebrating a, a family tonight that has done incredible investments in our community. But uh, I'm glad to hear all the stuff y'all are doing already. We, we got to help tell your story. Yeah, I mean, we have the same problem at the city of Columbia. So this is why I'm on this rant about sharing our story and telling it. Part of the reason we're doing this podcast is is that we want people to know what's in our community. Yeah. We want to share all the talent from individuals and companies that are here. And uh, I think sometimes we forget to tell our own story, and um, people don't don't know what the true Columbia is like. Yeah. So that's, that's part of what we're trying to do. Well, I've, I've participated. Uh, I don't know if you've done anything like this in Columbia, but uh, hands-on Atlanta. Uh, I've lived in Atlanta most of my life. Is, is com- uh, corporations getting involved in exactly what you said, cleaning up the city, going out on different days and doing different projects. And uh, it's, a, it's a great. They've done everything from plantings to uh, playground builds. Yep, correct. I think there was even like a. a, a Cleaning some schools type of, up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read a huge article, uh, yeah, big community gardens push. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of stuff that I saw in Atlanta. You're right. Yep. We're seeing, I, I was, uh, I saw some stuff out West where, you know, they were just revitalizing a whole part of town and all being done with uh, private dollars and com- uh, companies, you know, want better for their community. They want their whole community Definitely. to grow. So that's incredible. Well, if you had to leave us with one one memorable moment that you want us to know about Amrock that you don't want us to forget. What is it? Oh wow! One one memorable moment. Yeah. One 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 thing. One fact. One moment. However you see it, that you want to make sure that we don't forget about Amarok. Jeez. Um, I think I think just our our beginnings. You know, from Columbia started here. 
probably started providing guard dogs to one business, and look where we are today. What year was that? I don't know. Did we yeah, did, we didn't mention that earlier, did 1973, we? 1973, something like that. So look where the business has come from since then. So you're all y'all are almost fifty years old. Yeah, it's a it's the company's so been around in one form or another, another for a long time with some different names. But yes, that it's built up from there. Now, now it's really beginning to like like we talked about grow kind of exponentially. I would say. Isn't so that amazing? That's where it started. You never know where a business is gonna. Is Mister Bill still alive? Oh yeah, yeah, he's still alive. Does he come around every once in a while? We, we I've seen him every now and then. Uh, his son Randy worked uh, at the company for many many years and just left the, the company a couple of years ago but uh we we, have, we stay in touch with with randy so yeah the family is uh we still have uh some of the uh one of the family members still working in the business oh wow uh dustin williamson so uh yeah so um but it's just a great story it's an incredible story and he deserves a a, a lot of credit for building the business to where it is today well hopefully you will be able to it'll be next year 2023. Well, yeah. We uh, let me verify the exact year, but I but think if that's that, the I case. That we need to year. celebrate that. We need we to should. do something to celebrate. That'd be fun. Uh, a way to to highlight yeah. uh, not only the business but celebrate how where it's come from and where it is today. I'd love to. That's a great to idea. do something. Uh, you know, be really cool. We could do something fun. Yeah, I love it. Kind of commemorate. Think about all the jobs he's created, all the families that have been impacted as the company's grown. I'd be curious to just be able to hear what he thinks about where it is today from where he started, if he ever thought it was going to get yeah. to this point and, you know, see all those zeros behind the value of a company that he started literally probably with a pickup truck right, and a That's roll right. of quarters and a beeper because back then nobody even had a cell phone. That's right, yeah. My first job, that's what they gave me, a roll of quarters and a pager. Awesome. And, and if – I'll never forget it. And my boss had a cell phone, and I'm like, "Why well, don't I have a cell phone?" He's like, "That's three ninety nine a minute or something." <laughs> I, I remember, circa nineteen ninety one. But anyway, Mark, thanks for being yeah. here. Good luck. I know you will get that pitch over home plate without a problem today. We'll see. Uh, I just don't want to hurt anybody or hurt myself. Just don't hit Mason, <laughs> uh, the mascot. Um, uh, so, but I know y'all will have a great time out. There's going to be a beautiful night in Columbia for a ball game. Uh, they're getting on their home stretch. It's getting close yep. to the end here. It so, is, yeah. uh, I know it'll be a great night. Thanks for taking the time out yeah. of your busy schedule. Yeah, thank, uh, thank know you. we're here for you, for you and the and the company. Would love to do whatever we can to help y'all grow, find a new home if that's what it takes. But just know that we're here to help in any way, and don't be shy. Awesome. To call. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for. Thanks for inviting me and hosting. hosting yeah. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. It was another great episode. I hope you learned something. I hope you got some questions. And if you're in business and you got a warehouse, a production facility, any type of manufacturing, I know Mark has a solution for your perimeter defense. That's right. <laughs> thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you very much.